This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Has a band ever announced a tour where they skip your city or a city near you and you are so aggravated? Find out why they do that here on this episode of Metalhead Journeys. Hello and welcome into today's episode. I am your host Rob and I am flying solo today. Mr. Two Chains Otterbox has the night off, if you want to call it that. Nah, he's just not here. Well, to start off today's episode, I want to give a big shout out to Growing Up Bananas and In a Pickle Podcast as they are podcast of the month for July here on Deluxe Edition Network. So head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com and both check out both of those podcasts, Growing Up Bananas and In a Pickle. They are fantastic podcast with great content so give them some love and go give them some lessons but moving into today's episode have you guys ever seen a band and it doesn't have to specifically be metal but a band or an artist announce a tour and they don't have your city or a city that's super close to you within your state or even you know something listed like right next to your state and it's like oh yeah i'm super close to the edge of this state and this state, and you're kind of scratching your head like, you know, we, we live in a fairly big city, or we're right outside a really big city. How come they're not coming here? There's so many different venues. Well, there was an article released through Loudwire written by Chad Childers. I want to make sure I cite him as my source for this article, and he pretty much explains why bands might not play in your city. And I thought it'd be kind of cool to touch on some of the high points of this article. Therefore, he had explained to you, because I'm sure it also coincides with other genres, not just rock or metal, you know, maybe pop artists or even rap artists, if you will, and it just the process of booking a tour and whatnot and what goes into it. So they basically talked to a booking slash tour manager, uh, Jamison Roper, so a lot of this article is on his account. It's his process, so there will be moments where he's kind of referencing specific cities or kind of referencing a specific band that he's talking about that he set his own tour up with, so... Just be aware of that. So, how most acts approach is routing. First, where do you ideally want to play? Is the market one that an artist has history in? Was the last time the artist was in that market or, you know, city? Um, you know, were sales good or were sales sluggish? Are the streaming and social numbers growing in a particular market? Is there a festival, other radius that immediately prohibits including certain market cities? Radius is a very common issue, apparently, with, you know, booking and whatnot. Radius meaning if you're agreed to play in a market, there are rules about how close you can play within a certain period of time before and after. Basically, I believe it's talking about if there's festivals going on or other big shows, um, there's kind of rules about, like, I guess how many shows you could have within a specific city limits or whatnot, a specific town. You know, this way they're not having a city... You know, with two venues that are super close together, one's a festival, one's your show, and you're just flooding that entire city with a bunch of, well, hooligans, pretty much. <laughs> so it's probably a safety thing, but, you know, depending on also what you're doing at your festival, if you've got, like, pyrotechnics and stuff like that. Um, so that's a big part of it. Also, like, which markets do you want to take the step in, meaning go up or down in room size? If the venue in a city is too small, then... There could be one to similar size within the city, but do they have the freedom to book you 
when you're passing through that town. Or also, if someone can book you as you're passing through that town, are you willing to drop down in size? If you have a venue that holds like a thousand people, would you be willing to drop down to a venue that holds only 500 people? Is it worth it at that point? Uh, you know, how booked up is the room that you want to play in? Will the stage in the room you want to play in fit the production, the lighting package that you're playing to carry? Because, I mean, being to even as little shows as I have, Bill would be better to talk about with this. But some of these people have extreme crazy onstage performances with the lighting and the production and what they do and whatnot. So, yeah, you definitely have to find something. Here in Cleveland, Ohio, one of the uh, venues that we go to is called The Foundry. It's kind of like a bar and like a little... Uh, place where you can play and the foundry is a very very tiny venue but if you were to go to somewhere like you know a house of blues you got plenty of space you got all this different you know room where you can do stuff and there's definitely definitely stuff you can do at house of blues that you could not do at this little place uh here called the foundry it's it's unreal how tiny this place is but that also plays a huge factor you know does the venue have enough power obviously Another thing, if it's a small venue, they're not gonna, you may not be able to power all the equipment plus all of your instruments and everything else that's going on there. You know, is there enough bus, van, truck parking? And even more so beyond that, uh, is there also parking like, for the fans? You know, all the fans that want to show up. I mean, <laughs> where are they going to park? Are they just going to park in city streets? Are they going to park on side streets and, like, you know, crowding up an entire, you know, community in a town or... Is the venue big enough that it's got its own parking lot and whatnot? So, I mean, these are some of, like, just, like, the first big, big things that you have to, like, kind of go through while booking and while planning the tour and whatnot. And to be honest, I kind of thought maybe about this. I mean, I'm, I'm not a booking manager, so, you know, I, I'm just the casual fan who definitely sits here and scratches his head and is kind of like, why are you guys not playing anywhere in Ohio it's not that hard. We have so many different venues. I mean, reading through this article, there is a ton of different things that go into that. Now, before we move on to the next part, guys, I want to give you guys a quick little trailer for one of our shows here on Deluxe Edition Network. So, this is Barrel Aged Flicks. Hey, this is Ron. Do you like movies? Hey, this is Ragnar. Y'all like alcohol? Hey, guys, this is Stu. Do you like punishments? Hey, this is Goop. Do you like cinephiles? Hey, everybody, I'm Chase. You guys, do you guys like alcohol poisoning? If you like all of that, then check us out at Barrel Age Flicks or on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms out there. All right, guys, that was Barrel Age Flicks. Head over to the website, deluxeeditionnetwork.com, and check them out or check them out like i said on spotify you guys check them out on apple music they're actually one of the people who have been around for the longest time um here on deluxe edition they're one of the grandfathered in uh podcasts they've been they've been around since the beginning so go check them out give them some love uh, so moving on next he says comes the trickiest part where are you going to start you want to think about the fact that the band and crew will start in the same city as they need to kind of get back to in the end. In this case, you know, this guy says, we knew that we wanted to end in Nashville. And as always, you want the easiest, shortest drives for the crew. Uh, then you run into radius issues and conflict checks and the right rooms being available. 
Now, I know definitely for bands who are starting off, they may not have, like, the nice Nightliner or whatever. You know, a lot of these guys do stuff where they just have vans or cars, and they just, you know, pull essentially, like, U-Haul trailers or their own trailers or whatnot with all their equipment in it. So, you definitely want to have the easiest, shortest drive. So, this is a big one that I can 100% get behind because, I mean, me personally being a taller person... Um, Sleeping anywhere outside of a bed or maybe even just a couch is extremely uncomfortable and extremely annoying. So if you're going on tour and you're out for months doing that, that could be a huge, huge problem. So it says, conflicts are an issue too. We initially had a routing, you know, learned of one of the shows with the same day, same night as a Foo Fighters was playing around the corner. So we immediately had to change it. There will always be other tours going on at the same time, but in particular, this instance, we knew that Nightly and the 1975 were out at the exact same time, and you want to avoid playing the same market on the same night as artists that have some similar overlapping fans. You know, obviously, you don't want to deter, you know, fans away from you, essentially, because if you're not as big of a band, and you're like a metalcore band, and you have, you know, Kill Switch Engage playing, and you're the newer band, you're not going to pull fans in. Most of those fans, unless they're diehard fans of yours, are going to go watch Kill Switch. You know, also this band prefers playing to open floors rather than seats, so factor all this in, as well as availabilities and venues being slim, and your tour starts to take shape. You know, most artists want to play every market that wants to have them. You know, if you have fans and they're telling you come here, the band pretty much unless they've had a bad experience, wants to go to that city. So it's not like they're not hearing you. It's, there's a process. You know, a lot of times it's just a brain teaser of a situation and it's hard to make everything come together perfectly. So we try hard to hit every city that wants to see the band. In a specific, wow, could not say that word. In a specific case, this guy has brought up, you know, someone asked the question, why no North Carolina? And the answer was simple. There wasn't the right step in Charlotte that was available. The band did Fillmore last time, which was a 2,000 capacity. So in the market, we would ideally want something to be in the 3,000 to 4,500 range. You know, get a little bit more up there. You're a little bit more known now. But A, the perfect venue doesn't exist in the market. So within that city, that kind of a venue doesn't exist. They don't have that big of venues. And B, we did explore doing Fillmore again, but the room was booked solid every potential day that we could be around North Carolina. So basically, you got to find stuff that's the right size. Kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about, um, you know, if you want to do something uh, that's bigger or if you are willing to make that sacrifice and drop down to a venue that isn't going to hold as much. You know, and possibly like last time you did a tour over in that place, you did this specific spot. That spot's not available for that date. Got to look around can't go up, don't really want to go down, then you're kind of at a loss, and you just move on to a completely different city. You know, one other thing that this guy did mention is that post-pandemic touring world, uh, many acts were super anxious to get back on touring, which, you know, initially led to an influx of acts vying for stage time and venue bookings. So, basically, that kind of just sums up the article. Uh, He gets into it a lot more in depth. I'm not really dropping that in depth. You guys could find it on Loudwire. If you go to the news and scroll down far enough, you guys can read the entire article. But these were some of the highlights and some of like the big points that I wanted to kind of bring towards this 
super quick, super fast episode here. But yeah, it basically, with post-pandemic, um, everyone wants to get back on the touring. You know, I, I, I know people absolutely 100% hated the whole being locked away thing. There's bands who wrote albums about it. There's, you know, bands who haven't toured in forever because of it. So everyone's super anxious. They want to get out. They want to do stuff. They want to be doing shows again and providing for the fans. And that definitely is going to cause issues. But, I mean, if you really, really think about it, about why a band is not coming to your city, you know, these highlights here in this article and these things pretty much sum it all up for you guys. I mean, you have to, like, think about, you know, where do you want to play and then once you figure out, like, kind of where you want to play, it's you go into the actual venues. And is the venue big enough? Is there other shows that are around you? Is there a festival around you? Can they, can this venue that is the one available in that city, can, you know, can it uh, hold on all your lighting and your production stuff and whatnot? Is there parking? You know, it's, what's the capacity like? So, I'm glad I'm not a tour manager because thinking about that, that is sounds like the biggest pain in the ass. And you really think about it, you have to do that for every city. And that's, no, that's that's not something that I want to do. That is That sounds like the biggest pain in the ass ever, trying to set up a tour um, and go into like different cities and whatnot and... Obviously, you can only make a tour last so long, so you're not going to hit up every, you know, all 50 states. So when you kind of like bounce around, you're trying to maybe hit big cities um, where it's kind of like almost like a tri-state area. Like you're trying to hit, you know, Pittsburgh and then people from Ohio, people from New York, people from like Virginia, if they want to, could all kind of head over to Pittsburgh and then maybe you head down and you hit up. You know, Atlanta, and then you can get people from Florida, people from Tennessee, and stuff. So, you're trying to hit specific spots, but there's also plenty of times where I see them, and they come, like, let's just hypothetically say they come to Ohio, and it's like, okay, yeah, we'll be in Toledo, and then we'll be in Cleveland, and then we'll be in Columbus, and it's just kind of like, damn, you guys are doing three dates here, just in one state? It seems kind of odd, you know, spread it out a little bit more, but, hey, I'm happy. I mean, obviously, the bigger states are going to get more of the love texas florida new york uh, california obviously but i feel kind of bad for hawaii <laughs> so I, would, I wonder if anyone ever goes to hawaii nice are there venues in hawaii wow that's actually a real good question i don't know but to sum it all up it's one hell of a process so if you are someone who is kind of like me and you get a little bit ticked off when bands especially bands that you love aren't coming to your city or any city near you and it's like this stupid i hate this why can't they just do this understand it's not their fault it's not a lack of trying it just did not work out for them in their favor you may see it but like i mentioned earlier in the episode like the foundry if you have a big name band i would be i would pay somebody money if they could get metallica to play the foundry you get a big enough band they will not play a venue that small. So, depending on your size, you may you just may not want to go down to a venue that that small. Yeah, you may have a shit ton of venues in your city. They may not all fit for what that band's looking for. Like I said in that article, parking, production stuff like power, electricity, and 
all that. You know, is all of that stuff ready to go at that venue for that specific band? If you're a bigger name band and you're a smaller venue, definitely not. So just because you have a venue doesn't mean that that band should come there. But, like I said, they are definitely trying. So, so let's take a step back, catch our breath, just be like, all right, maybe another time. They'll come back around and maybe it'll all work out a little bit better the second time around. So, stay positive. And if you can go see your band in another city, just make, make the short drive to go see the band in the other city. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. It's quite a process. They're trying so let's cut them all break. All right, guys. I've rambled on long enough with this. I am going to cut you guys off. Cut you guys off? Cut myself off and let you guys get back to whatever you were doing, which was before you started listening to this episode. Anyway, moving on. Don't forget, Growing Up Bananas in a Pickle podcast. Podcast of the month for July. Head over to DeluxeEditionNetwork.com and check those out. Plus, all the other shows that are on Deluxe Edition Network and our website, MetalheadJourneys.com. Check that out as we are looking to make some changes to that. I think I said after every episode, and then we never make changes. But, um, yeah, definitely looking to kind of get back into the into the motions, into it all here. So look for new stuff coming, including new merch. Look for that. All right, guys, I am out of here. I'll see you in the next episode. This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to DeluxeEditionNetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com.